If you are looking to elevate your leadership and drive your nonprofit forward, I invite you to subscribe to the Successful Nonprofits newsletter. Every week, I curate exclusive shareworthy content that sparks inspiration, innovation, and conversation. From the latest trends to timeless advice, the weekly email newsletter is your all-access pass to a treasure trove of resources. But receiving the newsletter is not just about staying informed. It's also about getting our best content first. Subscribers get first access to our newest downloadable templates designed to propel your leadership and amplify your impact. And that's not all, my friend. We are constantly working on new ways to support you and your mission. So as a subscriber, you'll get updates on our latest projects, opportunities to participate in surveys, and a say in the topics that we tackle next. You will essentially get me as a consultant, coach, and confidant in your inbox, ready to help you navigate the challenges of nonprofit leadership. So if you're an executive director, board chair, or a nonprofit leader who believes in making a difference, join me as a newsletter subscriber. Visit SuccessfulNonprofits.com forward slash newsletter to sign up today. And now, friend, let me take you to the episode you've downloaded. Welcome to the Successful Nonprofits Bonus Break. I'm your host, Dolph Goldenberg. The Bonus Break is a short episode you can listen to while taking a coffee break and get the added bonus of making you and your nonprofit more successful. Produced as a companion to our longer Successful Nonprofits podcast, the Bonus Break covers all of the topics you care most about. Professional development, fundraising, governance, board relations, marketing, tech, and more. In the last Bonus Break, we started a new seven-part series on transition planning, and we focused the first episode on two questions. What is a transition plan, and why do you need one? If you have not already listened to that episode, you might want to. But if you can already answer those two questions, this bonus break is the perfect place to jump right in. Today, we'll be talking about the four types of transition, and you will undoubtedly see that your plan will need to be very detailed to fully prepare for the four different types of transitions. Now, to help break it down, the accompanying Successful Nonprofits blog post at goldenberggroup.com includes a matrix that graphically describes the different types of transition. And the different types of transitions can be broken down into two types of variable. The first is the amount of notice before the transition happens, and then the second is the duration of the transition. And so, for example, there's abrupt and there's planned in terms of the amount of notice that might happen. But then there's also short-term absences, and then there's the permanent absences. And so a short-term abrupt transition might happen because your chief executive has to have emergency surgery and will be out for six weeks. You know it's short-term, it has a start, it has an end date, and they're going to be returning. But it's also abrupt. It's emergency surgery. Family illnesses often fall into this category, as do other family emergencies, because they come up at the last minute. And really, as an employer, you don't have a lot of choice oftentimes, but to be gentle and be kind and be progressive and want to support your chief executive 
in that difficult time that will hopefully only last for a short period of time. Now, there's also planned short-term absences. That might be parental leave. And so, you know, you know that you or your spouse is pregnant and you know that you will soon have a child and you may have three, six, eight months to plan for that leave. Another example of a short-term planned absence might be taking a sabbatical. So, for example, uh, a few episodes ago, we interviewed Marvin Webb from the Funders for LGBT Issues, and uh, his organization gives everybody a two-month sabbatical after they've been there five years. So that's a planned short-term absence. Now, oftentimes when we think about transition planning, we actually think about those permanent absences. And so there's abrupt permanent absences. And so that's, for example, when someone's spouse gets relocated. And so they're like, hey, I got to move to California in three weeks and I'm going to be gone in three weeks. It also might be when somebody suddenly resigns. They're like, I'm done. I'm just done. And of course, the thing I always joke about is the perfect abrupt permanent absence is when your chief executive enters the witness protection program. And you know, when you enter that, you give no one any warning that you're about to go in, suddenly, poof, you disappear, and you're just gone. Now, there's also permanent absences that are planned. So that might be when somebody resigns with a significant amount of notice, when two organizations merge, and so they know that one of the chief executives will be leaving. And then, of course, there's always retirement, which is the ultimate planned permanent absence because those that are retiring sometimes have more flexibility about when their final date will be. So in my head, a short-term absence is typically one that is about one to six months long. So again, family emergency, medical emergency, something like that, where a person says, hey, you know, I'm going to need to step away from my duties for a defined period of time, but I know that I'm going to be coming back. Whereas obviously the permanent absence is the person knows that they are just not going to be able to come back. So in drafting the departure section of your plan, your nonprofit is going to have a lot of questions to consider. So specifically, especially when you're thinking about those short-term absences, how does the executive ask for an extended absence? And this is especially true if it's a medical emergency, and let's say the executive is in the hospital and really is not able to ask for that absence. What criteria will the committee or the board use to determine whether to grant an extended absence? And so it's better to create that criteria up front and figure that out before the board suddenly gets a request from the executive director that says, I'm in the hospital, gosh, I'm having emergency surgery, and I think I'm going to need to be out for three months. Something else to think about on those planned short-term absences, how much notice is the executive expected to give? And so, for example, if your chief executive knows that they're going to be deployed for six months, how much notice is it reasonable to ask that they give? And then, of course, what committees will be activated when a leave is requested or notice is given, as well as that key question of how will external communication be handled? How are we going to announce that our chief executive is either stepping away for a short period of time or leaving permanently? So in a future bonus break, we're going to talk about actually developing your interim plan to manage that period when there is no executive director. But the next episode, because we're not going there yet, because on the next episode, we are going to talk about executive director contracts and the role that they play in transition planning. The bonus break in the Successful Nonprofits podcast is produced by the Goldenberg Group. 
as part of our mission to provide board development, strategic planning, and interim leadership to help nonprofits thrive in a competitive environment. Be sure to visit our podcast website at SuccessfulNonprofits.com or find me, Dolph Goldenberg, at SuccessfulNonprofits.com, GoldenbergGroup.com, on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Twitter. And if you think your organization is ready to create a transition plan, reach out to me. I am currently booking new engagements about four to five months in advance, so the best way to get on my engagement calendar is to reach out now. Thanks for joining us for this bonus break. I hope you gain some insight to help your nonprofit thrive in a competitive environment. I am not an accountant or attorney, and neither I nor the Goldberg Group provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. This material has been provided for informational purposes only, is not intended to provide, and should not be relied on for tax, legal, or accounting advice. Always consult a qualified, licensed professional about such matters.